the world with LinkedIn. One show at a time. Join your fearless leaders as they reveal insider secrets, chat with other LinkedIn gurus, and answer your LinkedIn questions. For those about to get LinkedIn, we salute you. This is your chance to get inspired and use LinkedIn to help you rock the world too. Now, it's time to crank it up to 11. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the LinkedIn Rockstars! today because I'm a speaker and a trainer and guess what we've got someone I'm gonna learn a whole lot from and so are you if you're ever thinking about being a speaker Robbie Slaughter welcome to the show happy to be here I'm, I'm so happy to have you on the show I, I got my got my notepad right here you know I'm just just so anxious to find out about how people can can move from where they're at today where they might just kind of be a little bit in front of a group to being a real speaker and a uh, uh, a speaker and LinkedIn go very well together, don't they? Absolutely. So if you were kind of putting your toe in the water, let's let's go down that way. We'll talk about expert stuff a little bit later in the show. If you're putting your toe in the water to speaking, where would you begin if you're a LinkedIn user and you've been talking about something that's in your field of, of space, in your in your expertise, where do you get started? Well, the first thing to do is to put speaking on your profile. Add it as a job that you've had in past experience. Get other people to endorse you for public speaking. If you can list organizations or companies where you've spoken, put those onto LinkedIn. Got it. Okay, so if you're if you're listing them, would how would you list it? Are you talking about bullets now? Like bullet here, 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 here? Or you put it more in a flow of a sentence? Well, bullets are certainly one way to do it. You also could put it into a paragraph form. What's really important is that you get the names of the organizations and the companies in there and the topics on which you're speaking so you can be found in keyword searches. Okay. Uh, I totally get that. Do you have some advice on, on topic titles? I mean, there's got to be just like a blog post, a snappy title really means everything. In fact, the title sells. Yeah, um, the, title, the title does sell. You're right about that. You know, you want to have 
a title which is going to reflect the topic. So it can't be so clever that it doesn't have the keywords in it, but at the same time, it can't be boring. So you can't talk about something which uh, is going to make your audience uh, fall asleep. You make sure the language you use to describe the speech is engaging, it's interesting, and it's also concise. Well, how long could a topic title be? I mean, I, oh. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, wow, I could really go far with that, and I know I've gone too far if I'm thinking. Yeah, I would say no more than 10 to 15 words. And, you know, look at the formulas you see for other great engaging content online. Maybe a number followed by the word ways or techniques or surprises, and then about the topic at hand. That's really a good guideline to get started. I get it. And uh, would you ever, in a, and when you're putting a topic together, use all caps or anything kind of other than standard kind of upper lowercase sort of stuff? Would you ever jazz it up like that? You know, you might. You want to be real careful, though, that you don't cross over to something which is going to seem cheesy or confusing. So it might be good to put one word in all caps or put something with asterisks around it. You can also use special characters. That's something which is available on LinkedIn if you look up the ways to do that. But I would be real careful about pushing too far beyond what people expect. I got it. Well, there's a the fit in and the stand out principle, isn't there? Yes, yes. You got to decide where you want to be along that spectrum. Okay. Well, would a speaker put all their eggs in a in a in a one basket to begin with, so they can re refine a refine a topic and get it really good, or would they kind of say, you know, maybe I need to have a variety, the animal, mineral, vegetable, and build out three topics? Do you to help have them go down one path and make it really good, or do you, do you need to go down multiple paths so you've got, you know, different hooks, different, different uh, poles in the water, so to say? Well, in general, good advice for speakers is to have a variety of topics, because otherwise people know you as that one-trick pony, and once they've seen you speak, they say, oh, I know what that guy does, they don't call you again. But on LinkedIn, it's even more important to have multiple topics, again, because of those keyword searches. You want to pop up different ways, and someone searching for topic A may get to your profile, read, and say, oh, topic B looks even better for my audience, and want to move forward. I got it. I get it. What, are, what does a speaker need to get going? What are, what, what are they? What do people who are considering a speaker looking for from a speaker in terms of, send me your blank what is the blank? Well, generally, speakers will have a one sheet or other document which describes their bio, the topics they include, a great professional photo, either of them as a headshot or better yet, a headshot and a picture of them speaking so you can see what they look like on stage with an audience behind them. And this is a great way to indicate that you're serious about what you do and you're looking for professional paid speaking opportunities. I get it. Do people ever speak in, in, in groups with the environment you're at, you know, like a pair or, you know, you know, clump up? Yeah, absolutely. You may have situations in which you have a traditional panel discussion in which multiple people are talking about a topic together, or you may have pairs of speakers which work sort of like a duet. They play back and forth, they interact in one way, or one person might be sort of the straight man who is playing the role of the audience and helping to learn and understand a topic. Pen and teller. Yeah, there we go. Um, Lori, Lori Ruff and I, my my partner at uh, at Integrate Alliances here, started out together. The first the first thing we did up together up on stage was sort of just like you described a duet, and uh, mm -hmm. we had a way of winking at each other, kind of you know, kind of turning your head a little bit, like it's your turn now. You know, that was a question, Lori. I'd say, 
And uh, I, I swear, the first time we were up on stage, it was like magic, kind of like you're writing a new song. You go like, wow, that chorus and that, that verse went really well together. Mm -hmm. um, and we saw another group try to do that, and they did, they did a really – I don't want to be you know, pumping us up or them down or so, but they'd never spoken together, and they hardly knew each other. So mm -hmm. we knew each other personally a whole lot, you know, and, and this other group didn't. And they, you, you'd find that they both – jumped in at the same time or, or that they um, they didn't realize that you were asking me a question and there'd be this big silence. Right. Um, how about visuals? Visuals are tremendously important for speakers. You know, sometimes you might think that you're being hired or judged on the quality of your words, but really people who are looking for speakers are looking for a complete experience. They want to know that you're going to look the part, you're going to act the part, and you're going to create a profound or transformative experience for their audience. I've, al I've always found that um, putting words up on the screen uh, is, is sort of a crutch. And mm -hmm. um, uh, take putting graphics or visuals up on the screen is something that's more, more engaging. But, you know, when you're getting started, you know, it, it, it's kind of hard to, hard to remember kind of your... your your, your, your flow and all. Um, so I, I see uh, starting speakers having, you know, bullet number one, bullet number two, bullet number three, maybe with a picture in the lower right corner. Mm -hmm. is, that, is, that, is that kind of a, a, a step one, kind of the first grade of speaking? You know, I, I wouldn't characterize it as step one or as first grade. I would characterize it as a misstep in speaking. The slides that appear on the screen, if you're using PowerPoint or Keynote, are not for you, the speaker. They're for the audience. So if you're using them as a reminder for you for what to talk about, if, God forbid, you're reading the words word for word aloud on the slide, well, then you're not creating something which is valuable for the audience. They're creating something for you. So if you need notes, if you need reminders, carry some note cards up there. Have a teleprompter. Use something to recall for what you're going to say. But don't interrupt the audience's experience by putting your notes on their slides. You've seen a lot of that, haven't you? I, I sure have, especially mm -hmm. these big conferences with lots of speakers where, and particularly you have these corporate people up there who really aren't speakers, but you know, they're, they're kind of used to having their little, well, like you t talked about, their note cards. Mm -hmm. um, and and that it's, it sort of prompts them for what to do. I'm not saying they, they speak about what's on the slide, but it kind of it guides them. Um, right. Uh, how about how about handouts? Um, you know, gosh, people in the audience out there, you know, they write notes as fast as they can, da da da, and you know, they're not paying attention to the speaker when they're writing notes quite so much. It, it's important that they get that note down. But what have you seen, or, or what could you advise our audience in terms of having something that's in the hands of the audience? Well, handouts are are a very controversial topic among speakers. And it really depends upon the kind of message that you're hoping to impart upon those who are there. So let's draw a distinction between two kinds of speaking. One is training, where you're teaching someone specifically how to use a technology or how to employ a technique, how to do some specific activity. And then speaking, which is more inspirational or informative, in which you're telling people about a new trend or a different way of looking at things, helping them to adopt a new perspective. Are you familiar with those two different approaches to speaking? Oh, very, very much so. Yeah. Right. So in the first category, handouts can be a great way to help people make the mental association between what's said out loud 
and what they're going to do later. In fact, many speakers will actually have handouts that are sort of like Mad Libs, in which they'll say a specific word, and your job is to write that word and complete the sentence, which is very effective for helping to be trained. Yes, I like that, and very, very mm-hmm. much so. And of course, their their URL and their phone number is at the bottom of that little piece of paper that they're writing that stuff which, down. Which is great marketing. But if you're trying to be inspiring, if you're trying to help change a perspective, then you're right. These handouts can be distracting. In fact, people will often flip forward a couple of slides and then get to your point before you get to it. Now, I want to talk more about handouts and slides and all. We'll come back from our break. Um, I'm going to dive on into that because that's a, that's something that, frankly, I, I'm doing some speaking here in the next couple weeks, and I want to get a few ideas from you about what I could do here, and I think our audience will like to know that as well. We'll come back from break here in just a moment on Rock the World with Lincoln. More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Rock the World with LinkedIn continues only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, we're back from break with Robbie. Robbie Slaughter, thanks for being on the show. I am uh, here's my here's my notepads here. Uh, you've been giving us great stuff. We were talking about about handouts and about slides previously, and about interactivity with the audience out there, and the difference between speaking and training. Um, when you're talking on the speaking front, you're generally what sixty minutes or less. Are you in that kind of category for the most oh. part? It's all over the map, but yeah, generally speaking, these are shorter sessions. Okay. Yeah, our training training on the other hand could go well, could go a full day or more. That's even, right. 
in some cases there. Um, one of the techniques that we, we've used um, in the past is to, rather than go live with a, jumping out to show a demo of something, is I grab a screenshot and I put it up on screen so I have fewer, what do you call it, variables? Mm-hmm. Way to, to describe it and all. But I've struggled with that because things get a little fuzzy. And, uh, and, and people, people's minds kind of wander to other things on the screen. When I'm talking about this, and people's minds kind of wander as they, as, they, as they see more things on the screen at one time. Any, any advice for how to layer things or, or, or to, to kind of keep people's mind focused on one thing that you want them to focus on? Right. So if you want to show someone a particular feature or technique inside a tool, especially a software tool, I recommend the two-phase approach. So in phase one, you show them the screen in a way that's familiar. Let's say you're showing them a LinkedIn technique, for example. Show them your LinkedIn page, the entire profile, the whole shot from the browser on the first screen. And then once you've shown them this entire screenshot, say, okay, that's my LinkedIn. I'm going to zoom in or I'm going to focus in on one part. And go to the next slide and either zoom in to a certain area or blur out the rest of the parts of that image so people can't really see anything except what you're referring to. I love it. I love it. I love it. That is that is beautiful because these technical trainers and 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 technically even okay speaking of training are kind of a hybrid when you're in sixty minutes of a uh, of, of time. We we all struggle with that. The audience's mm-hmm. mind is going off over to the left, and we want to keep them on the on, on the main path out here. Um, yeah, and remember, as a speaker, as a trainer, you are cursed with your level of knowledge. You know what not to look at, but the audience doesn't know what not to look at. So you automatically focus in on the right area. They don't know to do that. Wow. We just recent, recently upgraded to um, Google Apps for Work. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a little extra money on that, uh, 10 extra dollars a year, you can get their, their training platform. Mm-hmm. And wherever you are in Google Apps, you could be in Gmail or wherever, um, you click on the little training button and it knows where you're at. It blurs out the part of the screen that doesn't matter. It mm-hmm. focuses your mind over here. And all these little lessons are 30 seconds, 45 seconds. You go to the next, go to the next. Like you described, they, they, they really get it. Of course, they got a big budget for figuring that stuff out, don't they? Well, you know, it's interesting about tools like Google Apps in which they invest money in teaching you how to use their tool, which also means they're not investing money in making the tool more intuitive. So it's kind of a double-edged sword there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I was on. I was on for over an hour last night, getting Google Drive going just right because we went from a personal account to a business account. Mm-hmm. And um, by the way, I'm moving over uh, videos from speaking. I'm moving over one sheets. I mean, it's related here because the, the the area um, that we share with our inside salespeople out there is our our our, uh, our media kit and all. Those are the things I got to make sure that they can they can find a what grab and go that kind of stuff. Um, the concept of a media kit is something I'd like you to discuss just a little bit. I mean, what do people need to have in a grab-and-go sort of thing, and how would they do that when someone says, can you send me something? Right. So if you want to be a speaker, really, if you want to sell anything, the best thing you can do is make it easy for prospective customers to learn about what it is that you offer. And as a speaker, you want to put together a very simple kit. It might be just a one-page PDF or Word document which has the basic facts. It's got your headshot. It's got your bio. 
it's got a couple of topics you speak on, maybe some companies or organizations that you've spoken to in the past to provide some credibility. And at the very least, this tool will make it easier for your prospects and customers to hire you. Do you do that as a set of files or do you zip it up and send it out as a zip? Well, I'd actually encourage you to think very carefully about your audience and their technical sophistication and the way that they operate. Because some audiences may be better and appreciate getting files as an attachment. Other folks may just want a link they can go to and go to your speaker profile page on your website. Beautiful. And when they're going to the speaker profile page on your website, you're, they're, you're, they're going to find out more about you and maybe they'll find out that they want to do business with you and not just, not just hear you speak. Absolutely. So when we talk about having a handful of topics, I love this where this is going, by the way. Thank you, Robbie. You're awesome. Because especially our audience out here, there's so many people really want to get into speaking, really want to get started into that, and they just don't know where to go. And the concept of Toastmasters comes up. Mm-hmm. You, you run into that? Run into the Toastmasters? I do come into Toastmasters all the time. With regard to that, how, would, how, does, how does Toastmasters come into play here in terms of what they do, in terms of what, what, what you think needs to be done? Well, Toastmasters is a great organization, and I think it's fantastic to join any group which teaches you how to be a speaker. So the great thing about organizations like Toastmasters or your Rotary Club is that it puts you in front of audiences and gets you engaged with the idea of how to reach different people and how to be on that stage. Do they really do they do anything to kind of encourage you get you get the I've never been to a Toastmasters event. I've just heard about them. Frankly, I've been at restaurants when in the back room they're doing Toastmasters and I'm just having lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, are there feedback forms and things like that that they do or 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 you know kind of how does that how does that work? I'm not trying to pump Toastmasters, but people can relate to that. Well, one of the best things about these groups is that they're open to helping you get better at what you do. So some Toastmasters clubs do have feedback forms. Some will invite in other speakers to talk about speaking techniques. A common thing in the Toastmasters world is to focus on those interstitial words, um, like, you know, those particular phrases that creep into our speech. And Toastmasters encourage each other and support each other in not using those phrases. I get it. I get it. You know, everyone's got an iPhone or some sort of intelligent phone nowadays. I suppose they... Put that on a little tripod and 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 at least get some feedback kind of video that they can they can run with. Um, do you do you have any any comments on that? You should record every speech you give. At least record the audio, and if not, set up your phone and record the video. And what you should do if you're recording is not just save it for yourself to distribute to other people, but also give it to a trusted friend and ask them to watch it and give you feedback. I get it. I get it. You know, frankly, they take pretty good video nowadays, don't they? Well, even bad video is easy to critique. I mean, it's amazing how much you can see on a low-quality, low-resolution video with bad sound. You can still get a lot of feedback from other people about how to improve your speaking. Yeah, what I've, what I've done in a lot of cases is actually do audio locally here, right up on stage. I've got my iPhone sitting there recording me right up on stage. Someone else has got video out there with their iPhone out there, and I stitched the two together with Camtasia. Works pretty well, actually. I, I thought it would be a lot harder than it is. Frankly, it, was, it wasn't, wasn't really hard at all. I kind of you know, got the little 
clapper thing to kind of get it going. I snap my fingers or clap, and I create that little burst and mm -hmm. a little silent moment. And darn it, that software doesn't work pretty well to stitch that together. Well, one thing amazing about the way our minds work is that when we see audio and video, even if it's poor quality, if the speaker is engaging, if what they're talking about is interesting, our minds don't notice the quality of the audio and video as much as you might suspect. I get it. I totally get it. So if someone was going was gonna to was gonna move from doing a little bit of Toastmasters into trying to be a real business about this, they're going to have to kind of figure out, well, what, how do I price myself? You know, what mm -hmm. am I worth? How, what advice can you give to, to people to figure out, you know, what, what, what should I charge and, and, and what should be my language around my price? Well, if you want to be a professional speaker, you've got to accept the reality that like every creative profession, whether you're a writer, whether you're an artist or a designer, there is a long period of time and a lot of people who will ask you to work for free. This is an unfortunate reality of this market that we're just used to the idea that people who speak, who write, who perform for a living, that many of them will do that work for exposure. So that's the first part of the process is you should expect that you're going to have to do a lot of work and not be directly compensated for it. Have you found that to be true for yourself? Everyone wants us to speak for free and they want us to fly in town and, and on our own dime. And come mm -hmm. speak for free, and uh, you know I, that uh, that doesn't uh, that doesn't work on the bottom line too well. So Absolutely. When someone's, when someone's talking about speaking for free, I start looking at well, what are the alternative currencies? You know what mm -hmm. what else can you do for me? Well, right. they can give me the list of attendees. Mm -hmm. I can I can write in your newsletter. You can write me a, a testimonial. Go down that little list. Um, actually have a. A document that uh, Don Cooper, a, a very good friend of ours, the sales heretic, wrote, and it's 29 ways to get value for your speech. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just brilliant. Those are some of the topics on it. Don Cooper, look him up, and, and 29, getting value for your speech, and the number mm -hmm. 29, you'll be able to find it on the web very easily. I use that a lot, and, and in terms of, if you can't pay me this year, how about next year? I do a really good job next year. We pick another topic for next year, and then you can pay me. Right. So there's tons of te techniques like this, but as you step into the speaking world, you should be prepared to have these conversations. You should know that they're coming. Oh, I agree. Oh, gosh, thank you so much. So, Robbie, uh, this has been just absolutely terrific because I know a lot of our audience here is on this little edge of I've done a little bit of this, I want to get going, and I'm stuck. I just don't know where to go where to begin. How do people reach you? How do people find out about you so they can get your expertise working for them. Well, head over to our website, which is Accelawork.com, A-C-C-E-L-A-W-O-R-K.com. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah, concise, just like I expected from you, Robbie, right? Well, thanks for your time today. Enjoyed being here. Thank you so much. Hey, this is Rock the World with LinkedIn on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're on Mondays. Come join us at Drive Time and join our, our archives at rocktheworldradio.com to catch up episodes from the past as we've interviewed a lot of unbelievable people, very much like Robbie here, who've got really great stuff to share with our audience here. Brasco, my producer, love you, brother. Bring on some rock and roll to take us out of the show. Rock on, everyone. More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. 
BubbleFast burst onto the e-commerce scene as a family-owned shipping supply provider back in 1999. The product line has grown, but Mark and Robin still own and operate BubbleFast as a family business. Being sellers themselves has taught them what online sellers need to safely and affordably deliver their products to their customers. BubbleFast is proud to be an active member of the community of online sellers. Mark and Robin sponsor seller meetup groups, share shipping tips and tricks through social media, and always love talking to customers and helping solve shipping challenges. Check out the website at BubbleFast.com. Sign up for the Bubble Briefs newsletter to join the BubbleFast family. Use promo code WMR to get a 5% discount. Or call Mark and Robin at 877-599-7447. Happy shipping from Mark and Robin at BubbleFast. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. The world with LinkedIn continues only on webmasterradio.fm. The following is an encore expert commentary segment of Rock the World with LinkedIn. Well, it's Rock the World with LinkedIn, and it's the expert segments, and I have a really special set of segments coming up. We have Larry Reeves and Larry Reeves' partner, Bob Perkins from AAISP, the American Association of Inside Sales Professionals. And lots and lots of people on our show have been from the conference where we all met. And Larry and Bob are Minnesotans and they're musicians, so they're just great to have on the show. Welcome, Larry and Bob. Thank, thank you. Yeah, it's thanks. Hard- great to be here. <laughs> yeah, great to see you. Uh, this is a hard-hitting segment here uh, where we're going to ask you some really pointed questions pointing questions. I need your, your, your fast-track answers. This isn't the, la- the, the dilly-dally, so let me get right to it. Here we go. What does a modern-day sales rep focus on that's different from the traditional sales reps that we might have been in the past or might, might still be hanging out there? Um, why don't we start with Larry? What do you think, Larry? Yeah, a great question, Mike. You know, uh, things are absolutely changing, and I know Bob will have some thoughts on this. I think there's both internal factors that the rep has to look at, you know, and by internal, I mean within the organization. What tools are we using? What dynamics are going on? The social media aspect, uh, how are they integrating with marketing and, and some of those higher level things? And then I think there's also the external factors, too, that's going on, meaning what the customer is doing, right? Understanding that, being to be able to preempt that, uh, getting in front of that, leading with content, 
right? Understanding the, the uh, individual's business so that they can help provide uh, that almost consultative uh, aspect just to more or less get the attention and get things rolling. And, and I think that more than ever, the inside sales reps are starting to take those activities on as we're becoming increasingly, increasingly dis discreet, meaning they're, they're taking control of the whole sales cycle. And I think uh, the traditional rep, you know, is, is conversely going more towards learning some of the inside traits uh, that, that we've traditionally done. And, and Bob, again, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. I know you probably have some definite ideas about this as well. Yeah, hey, thanks, Larry. In fact, uh, interestingly, just two days ago, I penned a, a blog article on this very topic, and it's, it's called The Three Trends of the Digital Sales Rep. So se selling, as we used to know it traditionally, has become very much digital virtual. And to, to give you a good idea of what I mean, I'm going to share a story with you. Uh, a couple months ago, I, I met with a business owner in uh, northern Minnesota, and we were talking about uh, his products and some of the, you know, what he uses to, to run his business. And I said, hey, you know, do you, do you deal with an inside sales rep at all? And he goes, well, what do you mean? I go, well, you know, and I, I explained the difference between inside and outside. And he goes, oh, my God, the uh, my suppliers have local reps that are constantly calling and emailing me wanting to meet for coffee, to meet for lunch, or just to meet to look at some of the new products. And he said, I don't have time to do that. I can't afford the time. So what I do is I go on the web where I pick up the phone and I dial up, you know, the inside rep. And this is a, a customer phenomenon that's, that's really happening. Buyers, purchasers today want it done virtually. They want it done digitally. So all those things such as uh, skills at screen sharing, virtual presentations, as Larry mentioned, social media, the use of LinkedIn, the, the ability to do research, uh, it, it's really done virtually, and that's why that's why we're seeing three times the job growth in inside sales compared to virtual sales, or compared to traditional sales, rather. Well, what, can, can I ask one last little quick follow-up? We've got about a minute here. Um, doesn't it matter that today's products are more digital anyway? You know, it's kind of hard to to you know, test drive a car um, um, if you don't see it, but you can test drive a piece of software pretty easy. Well, hey, that's a great point. In fact, the what we know as SaaS or software as a service, uh, that really grew up on, cloud-based SaaS grew up on a very much a virtual sales model. Many of the SaaS startup companies today, they deploy inside sales and later on figure out if they need uh, the traditional face-to-face -face sales. I think you hit it on the head is they, they start with the inside and then do the outside. And heck, when I was in sales, it was just the opposite way. I mean, I'm still in sales, but when I was in the corporate environment in the cube, right, we had so many of these for so many of that. Remember? Well, look, Larry, I remember the days that Larry and I would, we'd be carrying briefcases, calling on companies like Kodak and Xerox and knocking on doors face to face, hoping to hoping to get a minute to talk with someone. Well, we know where that that ended up, right? <laughs> we know where that ended up, right? <laughs> so, Larry and Bob, how do our audience members best reach you? Breakthrough aa-isp.org, or come to one of our conferences and, and come on up and talk to us. We'd love to, to chat with you and learn about what's going on in, in your world. We're Minnesotans. We do it that way, right? 
All right. Well, hey, thank you for, uh, for for joining the show again. We're doing a series of expert segments with Larry Reeves and Bob Perkins from the American Association of Inside Sales Professionals here on Rock the World with LinkedIn Radio. Thank you for joining. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.